Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Get your ride ready for spring driving with Dobbs Spring Break Deals. Money-saver deals you can use on Goodyear, Pirelli, Cooper, Michelin, and General Tires. Expert auto service, too. Click on GoToDobbs.com for spring break deals now. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. NinjaBling.com, the online home of Moritz Royce Jewelry, the exclusive jeweler of The Riz Show. Check out their huge collection, including one-of-a-kind pieces from the Simon G Collection. Or they can make you your own, custom-built piece just for you. And because they have an upstairs location, Moritz Royce can save you money over the street-level stores. Make an appointment. Head to NinjaBling.com to get the address and phone number. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Moritz Royce Jewelry, where you get the jewels and not the shit. The Rizzuto Show Podcast, powered by Dobbs. Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers are hiring now with 42 stores. Apply at gotodobbs.com today. All right, let's hit it. Little listener discretion is advised. Rizzuto. 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 The Rizzuto Show. Rewind. Welcome back to the program. No, we're, we're, we're joined by somebody very famous. Very, very, fa- very, very famous, famous man in here. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Joe West on the show. <laughs> Cowboy Joe West on the show. Yeah. You, sir. Well, thanks for having me. This is a, a great surprise. I'm excited to be here. You know, I'm uh, I'm 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 very excited to to have you in the studio here. Five thousand four hundred sixty games umpired, most out of anybody ever, 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 ever. Um, is anybody even close to that number? Oh, I think it was there's a couple people that got five thousand games, but uh, they're a few years behind me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you were on uh, uh, forty three seasons. Wow. Amazing. 44. 44 seasons. Wow. That's yeah. insane. Yeah, you better change that piece of paper. Now, you better change those notes. 44 seasons. One more of those and you're out of here. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, know I was telling the fellas before, you know, most kids growing up, uh, they dream of uh, being on the field and everybody cheering for them. Uh, as an umpire, are you okay with being the villain? Oh, yeah, they've made me out the villain for many times. But you know what? I've never lost a game, but I never won any either. <laughs> I think that's, that's, a, the, that's a great point. The, the coolest part of this job was that you're witnessing a piece of history every day. Yeah. Some days they're bigger than others, but uh, for the most part, you're part of the fabric of America, and it's, uh, it's a unique feeling. I remember when I was just a rookie. A rookie. 1976. Well, 76. This, I think this was like 78. Willie McCovey hit his 500th home run, uh-huh. and I was behind the plate. And uh, the coolest thing was, was this was a piece of history, and I would have never known it 
Unless I'd seen it on the scoreboard. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I was at first base for Nolan Ryan's fifth no-hitter. Whoa. I was at uh, first base when Pete Rose set the record for most consecutive games with a hit. Mm-hmm. Or he tied the record, and I was behind the plate the next day when he broke it. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, you go back and look at all those things, um, and and you can't you can't put it in perspective until you, like, you're retired like I am now. And yeah. you say, I was there for that. Yeah, six know. World Series. Six World Series. Three All-Star Games. Ten league championship series. I mean, you've, yeah. dude, you've wow. done it all, man. And, and I guess you just kind of you just kind of answered the question. So when you go to the ballpark, for you, it's just this is an everyday. I'm going to the ballpark. Are they made aware? Like right now with Pujols chasing 700, are they made? Is the, is the crew made aware? Like, hey, this might happen. This is going to be monumental. There might be some pauses or everything. Or is it just like go and do your job, and if something cool happens, something cool happens. Well, you know when I. When I passed Bruce Fremming in uh, in Minnesota, they actually stopped the game for like a minute so that my wife and my friends and the other umpires could come over and congratulate me. So that was that was different. That's awesome. Uh, and then uh, last year, Texas, the owner of the Texas Rangers wanted to stop the game and give me some kind of. I said, no, 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 please don't. This is. This is not about me. It's about the game. So please don't do that. And then he kind of looked at me like, you know, you're one of the few people that don't want to be patted on the back for right. what you I said. Yeah. Well, it's not. It's not about me. It's the game is the game, and that I think that we all have to look at it that way. And uh, and I'm sure Albert Pujols is looking at it that way. He enjoys the mm-hmm. the hoopla and all, but. He's about the game. He he respects the game, and that's that's mm-hmm. a good thing. Do you have a favorite team? Yeah, you know what? When I was a kid, just starting an umpire, my mother used to make me come talk to her her elementary class. And every time I'd tell them where I'd been, where I umpired, and all this stuff, and and then I'd open it up for questions. And you know what? It'd be a little kid in the back of the room, a little boy would say, what's your favorite team? I am that little boy today. <laughs> <laughs> and I would say the Raiders. <laughs> nice. Oh, and it would take it would take them three questions minimum <laughs> before that same little boy would say, "Hey, the Raiders are a football team." You know. <laughs> Do you have Every, a favorite baseball team? No. When I was growing up, my favorite players were Mickey Mantle and Willie Mays, and I can remember Johnny Bench's first commercial where he read it off the cue cards and he was going right to left. Hi, my name is Johnny Bitch, and I am here to tell you about the first annual pitch, hit, and throw contest. And yeah. I, I remember all these little things. I, and through my career, we you remember when they had the baseball bunch and all that stuff mm-hmm. and the chicken? I can remember watching the chicken when he was in San Diego, and he'd skate back and forth up and down that little ramp, and then he'd run right into the foul pole, knock himself out. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and, and then came the Philly Fanatic, so... Uh, Who did you root for growing up? I rooted for Willie Mays. <laughs> <laughs> you, you didn't have any any. So you didn't care if they won or lost. You just wanted him <laughs> to succeed. Yeah, I didn't. I, you know, I can remember telling my grandfather when I was about ten years old. I said the New York Yankees are the stupidest team in the world. <laughs> and he said, "What do you mean?" I said, "They don't let Mickey Mantle bat every inning." What is <laughs> I had no idea he had, to, he had a lineup and all that stuff. Well, so. reading you know reading about your your history on how you became an umpire. So you were a a two-sport two athlete in college? Well, no, I played football. football. I had a full football scholarship, and they wouldn't let me play baseball. So that's when I started really taking the umpiring seriously. So just to kind of 
keep your interest in the game going? You started umpiring, and then you were kind of scouted out and and looked at and go, hey, this guy, this Joe West guy is pretty good at it. Maybe well, he actually, go to class. I, fin I finished first in the class at umpire school. So there you a, go. Yeah, that was nice. a good start. Starting off on a good foot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but why why did you even think about going to umpire school? Was it something? Again, it's like you're okay with being the villain and not well, the. Well, uh, you know the the crazy thing is is once you miss a season playing baseball, it's hard to catch up. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was pretty successful umpiring, and so this guy that sent me to umpire school had really schooled me into what it was going to be like. And uh, and of course back then, uh, I dropped out of college with a full scholarship to go to umpire school, and my parents almost disowned me. <laughs> And then four years later, I was in the major leagues and uh, making more money than both of them together. Yeah. So um, I, I think I made the right choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, so, but um, the, the the coolest thing about this is that we said earlier, is this, you, you're witnessing a piece of history, and it's mm -hmm. it's really been unique. How do you keep sharp uh, during the offseason? So do you, do you guys, uh, do all the umpires go back for more training, uh, when do you get, so is there a spring training for you guys? Oh, yes. Yeah, there's a spring training, and they have a, a retreat that they all go to to go over what new rules they're mm -hmm. going to institute or what new rules they think they're going to institute. Sometimes the rules aren't even established by the time they get to the retreat. And um, and it's pretty much uh, a hands-on kind of thing. Uh, I, I told Manfred in one of the negotiations when I was president of the union, I said, our biggest problem with the office backing us up is uh, every major golfer in the world that is on the on the tour pays a million dollars a year for a coach. I said, we don't have one. I said, so don't tell me I missed a player. Don't tell another umpire he missed a player. Tell me why. Mm -hmm. And if you can't tell me why, then you're just as much a part of the problem as everybody else. Oh, uh, yeah, you guys don't have any coaches. That's the problem. And uh, you, you're your crew chief or uh, the, your partners that you're working with have to help you through mm -hmm. all this. Mm -hmm. So that, that's a big concern that, uh, that uh, you know, the hitter strikes out and he goes in the dugout and he looks at this film in the dugout on a tablet and he's, oh, I did this, I did that. But the umpires don't have that. They uh, are graded on every pitch and every play they, yeah. they do. But uh, And sometimes um, sometimes that's that's a little off. I can remember I worked with... Andy Fletcher won game, and he came in after, and these guys live and die for their scores on the zone evaluation. Mm -hmm. And he said, the machine said, I missed six pitches. And I said, well, I worked across from you last night. I didn't see anything I could even argue with. I said, how many did the machine miss? He said, oh, it didn't track 14. <laughs> so the machine that's missed. Fine. So the machine missed. That's, that's, a, that's a big miss there. Yeah, let me get this straight. We're going to have a machine call balls and strike that misses twice as many as you did. <laughs> so you're not about. So you know they're talking about having the robotic well, you know, strike zone. I don't know how they're going to do it because they don't. They don't. It's not perfected yet. Mm -hmm. I mean, when the machine misses a pitch, it doesn't call anything. Well, they're talking maybe twenty. What twenty twenty five? Bringing no. in the uh, you know the robots calling in the balls and strikes. Yeah. I don't. I don't see it. How's it going to call a foul tip? Well, I mean, you have it's, a human gonna, there too. It's going to make it so much more difficult because now, when you argue balls and strikes, the, the ump's just going to go, "Why are you yelling at me? <laughs> I didn't do anything. Yeah, yeah. I'm literally just relaying information to well, you." You, for, you forget when we put in replay that happened too. Yeah, you're you right. Know, they would come out and argue the replay, 
When we put it in replay, we figured ejections would go down. Mm-hmm. Now <laughs> they went up 30%. Yeah. Wow. Okay, now that, that, because is... because the, the manager would come out and argue with us about the replay, and that was an automatic ejection. Oh, really? <laughs> okay, now legit question, not a joke question. Do you guys take eye exams every year? Yes. You do? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, and do you know anybody in, in your many years in the business that has gone to that eye exam and they go, Sorry, unfortunately, you didn't pass, and you, you can't. need to think of glasses. They get them glasses. They get them glasses. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's well, so you, funny. When it, but, but when I first started, you couldn't umpire with glasses. They didn't want an umpire going out there with glasses for obvious reasons, especially in the minor leagues, because the spectators would eat you alive and say, well, you can't see. It's obvious you're wearing glasses and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, to correct my eyes, you yeah. dummies. <laughs> so I have perfect vision. So I have perfect vision to call yeah. balls and strikes, Jeez. you jerks. Who was the uh, mouthiest manager? Uh, in the 44 years. Well, Irv Weaver never finished the game I was in. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and I, I told the guys uh, yesterday, I think, before you, before you came on, like, look up on YouTube Earl Weaver being thrown out of games. Yeah. He's he, born in St. Louis. Was he? Yeah. yeah, he was thrown out of more games than anybody except Bobby Cox. Bobby Cox wow. got ejected more than Earl. And Earl Weaver was what, five foot two? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the first time I threw him out, he turned his hat around and he tried to get up close to me and I... I said, what are you doing? You're trying to get in my face? And he says, you know damn good and well I'm trying to get in your face. I said, well, come over here and stand on third base. You'll be a little taller. <laughs> oh, that, was like, nice. that was like pouring gasoline on a fire. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, I, like, I, always, I always wonder, like, are you guys, because you see a lot of going back and forth and a lot of yelling, and I always just assumed it was the umps going, well, I didn't call that. Yeah, I didn't do yeah. that. But, like, to hear that you go back at him, <laughs> oh, yes, yes. that's awesome. And that's the thing. As soon as, as soon as, you know, whether you're at the ballpark or you're watching on TV, as soon as there's an argument, 100% of the population wishes we were lip readers because we're all like, oh, my gosh, what are they saying? What are they saying? Has there ever been an instance where a manager or somebody comes out there and they're arguing and they're definitely doing it just for a show for their team to kind of get their oh, team yeah. going? Yeah. And they're Lasorda, basically Lasorda saying... Lasorda was like that. Oh, yeah. so he comes out and say, what are you having for dinner, Joe? Well, he wouldn't say it like that. <laughs> he was worried about who was going to pay for it because he didn't pay for anything. <laughs> hey, anytime, anytime Lasorda was in town, Charlie Gito treated him very nicely. Oh yeah. There is a table at Charlie Gito's that's called the Lasorda table. Yeah. Oh really? You had to like request the Lasorda table. Only the like the most distinguished guests get to sit there. Oh wow. Like, I'm out here yelling just to show my team, and you yeah. may animate it too, please. That was a great call, Joe. I agree with everything you've done so far. Who would have, who, see, in the, the opposite of that, you know, on this podcast that uh, Mike Claiborne and I started, uh, Jimmy Leland said, I would never do anything like that. I would never go out and argue to fire up my team because if I had to fire up my team, I probably wasn't doing my job right. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So he was complete opposite of that. Right. And um, But uh, Dick Williams was tough to deal with. He told us at home plate one day, he said... Uh, he said, I don't care what you call. If it goes against me, I'm coming out there. Well, that day, <laughs> and it was right here in St. Louis, that day his third baseman in a rundown didn't get out of the way after he threw the ball to second base, and the runner ran into him for obstruction. We put him on third. Before he could get to the dirt, I said, you said you were coming out here. <laughs> you, you know you're wrong, and you're still out here. And then he called me a bunch of names. I threw him out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, How yes. much leeway do you give? I mean... Well, at I, what point are you like, ah, I'll you're tell out. You, I'll tell you a cute story about that because uh, <laughs> we're doing a spring training game in, in uh, St. Petersburg, Florida. And Steve Ripley's going to be the plate umpire. And Larry Young from the American League. Back then it was the American League and National League umpires. Mm-hmm. And Larry Young was there. And this guy named Ray Gandalf is doing the interview. 
And he says, uh, tell us about the baseball. And so Steve held up one that wasn't rubbed up yet. And he said, this is the show piece. And then he held up one that was rubbed up. He said, this is the work piece. And then he looked at Larry and he says, what do I have to say to get kicked out of a game? Well, I know Larry had thought about this. Because he said, call me something I'm not. Which is a very profound answer, mm, right? Uh -huh. That's a great answer. I said, yeah, tell him he's good looking. That'll get you <laughs> so, What makes the interview was just yeah. <laughs> tell him he's good looking. <laughs> I mean, so obviously during, during a World Series, you'll give the guys a little more. No. No, not at all? No. They know what they can say, what they can do. No. You know, the World Series is the World Series for the players, and it's the World Series for the umpires, and it's the World Series for baseball. So you can't take it into consideration, oh, I'm going to let him do something wrong because it's the World Series. You cannot do that. In fact, that hurts the game. That's a bad idea. Mm -hmm. And even that same standard for the players, too? That's exactly right. Mm. Yeah. The, the, you, first, the first time you threw somebody out of the game, the first time you gave him the old heave-ho, is that something that you were like, afterwards you went, yeah, yeah. all right, got it, nailed no, it. No, because then I had to write a report. I was, was going to write a report. To write a report. <laughs> I was going to ask you, that's a, that's a question I have. Do you have to write a report every time you, every throw, time you throw somebody yeah. out? Wow, yeah. paperwork. Who was the first person you threw out? First player, first coach? I well, I threw out Steve Henderson, and uh, his manager, Joe Torrey, went right behind him. So the <laughs> <laughs> so same time. Yeah. And... But, uh, uh, but I did. I had an ejection in the World Series. I threw Bobby Cox out of a World Series game. Uh, and that was 97? 92. 92. Yeah. 92. And yeah. what did he what did He He threw a helmet out on the field. That's right. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> threw do a you, helmet out of the field. That'll do it. Do you have a full tally? Like, do you know how many people you threw out of a game? 196. <laughs> wow. That's so that's cool. Awesome. <laughs> that's so cool. You almost hit 200. Well, throw him out. Throw I've, all four of us out. I've, I've only been. Toss to go home. Yeah, George Grand told me I had that many ejections. That's how I know it was. So. Wow. That's spectacular. 196. Just four Congrats. more to 200. Well, yeah, but look, divide that by 44 years. That's not very many. No. 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 Yeah, you're, you're generous. Right. You're right. No. Who but was still, there's only. Four umpires ahead of me. <laughs> well, and can I ask how many how many games a year on average? How, how many games do you? Probably 120. Okay, maybe more. Wow, wow, that's that's, that's crazy. And that's... do you guys? So, so your crew? Do you stay in the same city? Uh, how do you, how do you guys travel? Are you guys, I mean, you travel in regular airplane? How, yeah, how are you guys you, going? You from travel commercial. You travel, travel commercial. commercial. Years ago, when um, the players used to have to travel commercial. There were some issues where the players and the umpires were getting a squabble before <laughs> the flight would take off. So the the National League said, we're going to put you all in first class. So we never gave it back to them. So uh, <laughs> we nice. traveled first class. Have you ever had to be escorted out of a stadium? Mm, in Puerto Rico. In Puerto Rico, the owner of the team said, I would never get off the island alive. Oh wow. wow. But I made it. <laughs> <laughs> Holy smokes. Holy cow. Okay, the owner thank the, you, sir. The owner of the club? Yeah. Wow. Oops. Well, you're out of here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to throw myself I'm off of this country. <laughs> All right, aside from the country of Puerto Rico, uh, what, what do you think the most unfriendly city as far as uh, fans go, fans versus umpires. Well, I'm going to say Philly. When Ooh. I threw out Andre Dawson, 
they littered the field. I, I tell people all the time, when I kicked out Andre Dawson, I sold more beer at Wrigley Field than they <laughs> sold more. And, wow. then, and then I threw out uh, Papelbon in, uh, in Philadelphia for making an obscene gesture at the, at the fans. And, and that was a crotch grab, wasn't it? I could have I probably run for mayor the next mm. day and, and made it there. So, But uh, Philly's tough. But the Phillies fans, they, they know the game, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, the Cubs fans, they're, they're kind of funny. They go to the game for the party, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, the, the Red Sox fans are tough. The Yankee fans can be tough. But then again, when we had that play with Alex Rodriguez in the playoffs where he slapped at the pitcher's glove, mm-hmm. uh, and we made the right call, um, the the greatest thing about that was the next day when we went out to work the seventh game, they actually gave us an applause for coming out because they knew we were they right. Knew. Wow. They knew. Wow. That was the Dang. right call. Well, Even though they cool. threw everything in the world at us and we had to get police on the field to calm everything down, they they gave us an applause for Calmer heads prevailed. Yeah. It took you know it took twenty four hours, <laughs> but comrades did. Well, it didn't it didn't hurt that the announcers took up for us. You know, they said they got the call right. Yeah, you know that yeah. was the big thing. Yeah, I know there was an incident with you and Joe Torre back in the uh, in the early eighties. We were reading up on where you actually got it and like physically fought him. Well, I didn't fight him. I just pushed him back on the field because he was following us off the field. He got fined and I got suspended for, I think it was two three days. And I got paid, and he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so Joe West wins. All right, talk about this. Talk about this podcast you have. It's a fifty-four sixty, the Joe West podcast. Debuted in May. Uh, you're on there with um, Mike Claiborne. So what are you guys talking about? Well, I I wanted this to be kind of the thing to show everybody that um, umpires aren't two-headed monsters like everybody thinks we are. That huh. we're, we're people just like everybody else. And so I invited all my friends, and I could get to do the thing. And um, it, it's been really unique. Uh, one of our first guests was Rick Hummel, who's who's local here, mm-hmm. and and uh, we had uh, Hawk Harrelson, who I've had run-ins before. You know, he when when I worked uh, the World Series and the White Sox won, he thought I was the greatest umpire in the world. But when I called a balk on Mark Burley, he thought I was the worst. So mm-hmm. <laughs> we had all all kinds of things like that. He was he was good, and we had Dave Casper. Uh, the football player and Larry Gatlin this week. Uh, Amy Lou Harris was our guest, so she's mm-hmm. on all this week. We've had Jerry Reinsdorf, uh, Mark Grace, and Kelly Chase, who played mm-hmm. hockey here. Yeah, and uh, it's it's been it's been really unique. We've interviewed uh, Jim McMahon, who hasn't aired yet. We've had Jimmy Leland. Uh, How's Jim McMahon doing? I hear he's got uh, like some. Some head trauma from from all those years in football. Well, he's yeah, that didn't help. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's a nutcase anyway. But uh, and uh, I mean, we met playing in golf tournaments together, and he's been a friend for a long time. Um, and we're, we're going to interview Paul Krause this week, who's a football player from the Vikings, had more interceptions than mm-hmm. anybody in football. Um, and, uh, I mean, we have a lineup we're trying to get to and hope we don't run out of them. We have uh, the Oak Ridge Boys want to do a, oh, wow. a segment. It's country music, cool. it's baseball, it's yeah. sports, so when, it's uh, all things Joe West. When I broke the record in Chicago for most games umpired. Against the Cardinals, I believe. 
I think it was. Yeah, it was the White Sox and the Cardinals. Uh, the Oak Ridge boys called the White Sox and asked if they could sing the national anthem. That's awesome. And then when they hit the last note, they said, congratulations, Joe. It was oh, really cool. That's awesome. Adam Wainwright actually ran out of the dugout to shake my hand. Why? Well, I, I, nice. got, awesome. I got a, uh, a, a quote from Adam Wainwright who said uh, about you, his strike zone is as consistent as any umpire in the game. There are a few umpires who make you think, what is going on ahead of yours? But that's not Joe. He deserves a lot of credit. And in the field, he is consistently consistent about consistently making sure that every rule is consistently followed. <laughs> that's awesome. And that is that's Adam Wainwright. That's awesome. To be to be honored by the players too. Like I, I hope that I hope that really carries over into the fandom. Uh, my I come from a big family of huge baseball nuts. My mother is the biggest Cardinals fan, biggest baseball fan. And something that we were raised to to really know is you respect the umpires, not just because you're supposed to respect the umpires and they're calling the game, but but because you guys love baseball. You love the game more than anybody. And my uncle was a, a, a legend, a softball legend here in St. Louis. And when he wasn't able to play anymore, he became an umpire because he wanted to be close to the game at all times. And that, well, that respect you, and that love is huge. If you don't love the game, you won't do what I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you got to love the game. Yeah. But uh, what kind of huge. conversations do you have with the catchers? Is it, Do you guys talk a lot? You guys Are you talking to the, to the, to the hitters too? No, you kind of let them go, but the first time they come up, I usually make them say hello. You know, I can remember these young kids who come to bat, and they're scared to death because they're trying to make the team in spring mm -hmm. training or whatever, and uh, I would always say, hey, I don't know where you played last year or where you're going to play this year, but the first time you come up, you say hello to the catcher and the umpire, whoever else is up here. You come up the next time, you can call me whatever you want, but the first <laughs> time you say hello. Wow, the first time, like, it's Curtis, like, you better say hello. I wouldn't have even, I wouldn't have even thought that. Yeah. But... We're, you know, we were talking earlier about uh, Gary Carter. Mm -hmm. He talked the entire time. He did not shut up. <laughs> but when he when he when he caught, he had one strike zone, and when he hit, he had another one. Yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, he was he would always constantly talk. You know, and uh, it's, it's you have different people say different things. Some some people are quiet. Some people want to say something. I mean, Ted Simmons was was funny. I had him when I broke in here. He was still a, a cardinal. And I can remember uh, he asked about a pitch. We were rushing to try to get on the field. And uh, we're scrambling because our gear wasn't there. And it's like five minutes before the game mm -hmm. and now the gear shows up. So we're taking off the ragtags that we we're going to wear out there and we're putting on our uniform. There. I mean, we're trying to be sure our pants are zipped up when we walk out there because mm -hmm. everything's in a rush. And the first pitch Bob Force throws is right down the middle. I went ball one. And Ted kind of walked halfway out the man. He turned around and came back. He, he closed his eyes. He always had his eyes halfway closed. He says, where, where was that pitch? I said, how long did you take to warm up? <laughs> he, oh, about 20 minutes. I said, how about giving me a couple pitches? <laughs> <laughs> Who was the greatest catcher you've ever stood behind? It's probably have to be Bench. Yeah, Johnny Bench? Uh, maybe the best defensive catcher to let you see the pitches was Grody, Jerry Grody. Who played for who? The Mets. And the Mets. I think his last couple of years he played for the Dodgers. But when I first came up, he was with the Mets. Of course, he had a loaded pitching staff. He had Seaver, Kuzman, Matlock. Had, I mean, they were they were all great. He was pitchers. playing catch at that point? Yeah. Like, literally playing well, catch? I mean, I mean, you talk about these guys now, especially like Molina, who frames, you know, yeah. they'll frame the pitch. Well, you got to remember, the guy that first did that was Bench. Because Bench was one of the first catchers that had a hinge in his glove. They would fold like a first baseman's mitt. 
the rest of those old guys, they had a little round circle mm -hmm. and it didn't bend and everything. You, if you didn't catch it just right, I mean, they couldn't catch the ball. But Bench came up, he was an infielder first, and then they made him a catcher. And he realized early on that he was too big to move inside, especially in the National because they work over the inside shoulder. So he'd sit right in the middle of the plate and catch the ball out in front of him. So he was the first one that really showed people how to, what you would call framing pitches. Mm -hmm. And he, he revolutionized catching in that manner because the catchers before would, they're just trying to catch the ball because of the equipment they mm -hmm. had wasn't as good as what he was using. Are you watching the ball? Are you watching? No, you watch the ball. You may watch how he catches it, you know, and there'd be, there'll be times when they take a borderline pitch and they just bury it in the ground. It's tough to call a pitch that's borderline that they can't catch, you know. But then again, you got to worry about a guy like Phil Necro and Joe Necro through the knuckleball where they're right. just trying to keep it from hitting the backstop. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what's, what's the timing, as the split-second timing you have to make a call Do you, as far as balls and strikes go? Anybody ever tell you? Like the well, time you, it leaves the pitcher's hand to the time you make a call. No, you, you don't try to make any kind of call until the whole pitch is over mm -hmm. or the, where the guy catches it and how he catches it. and um, it's, it's unique because uh, I would say that the majority of pitches that are missed by any umpire because he didn't wait long enough to see the whole pitch. Mm. So that would be like check swings and everything included. Right. So, Man, what a life you've led. 44 years, and now you're doing the podcast. It's the uh, 5460 podcast, uh, the Joe West podcast. Download it, subscribe on all the uh, podcast directories. Dude, thank you so much for coming in. Oh, I appreciate my it. pleasure. There is the great Joe West. Hey, podcasters, Riz here for locally and family-owned Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. In business since 1976, along with their team of 600-plus expert tire and automotive service technicians who live right alongside you in the communities where they work. Whatever you drive, car, van, light truck, SUV, hybrid, or EV, you can count on the friendly folks at Dobbs to provide you with the tires you need just right for your vehicle and driving style at the lowest price in town, guaranteed. And you can count on Dobbs uh, Service Pros for expert Auto service done right the first time, including routine and preventative maintenance and complex diagnostic and engine repairs. With 43 stores, including Dobbs' newest store in Columbia, Missouri, complete full-service tire and automotive care has never been so convenient. Take the time to check out Dobbs' money-saving February specials at go2dobbs.com, then drive into any of the Dobbs' 43 convenience store locations for expert tire and auto service and for fantastic savings using Dobbs' February deals today. Go2dobbs.com. Hey, podcasters, if you're somebody who suffers from chronic sinus infections, it's misery. You know it. I'm talking about two or three sinus infections a month. You should have a consultation with Dr. Gould at St. Louis Sinus Center. If you're suffering from facial pain and drainage and pressure, you're tired all the time, it's time to get yourself fixed up. Take action by making a phone call to St. Louis Sinus Center and ask about their balloon sinus dilation. It's easier than going to the dentist. It's proven to be as effective as your traditional sinus surgeries. Now, with balloon sinus dilation, Minimally invasive procedure, 90 to 95% of patients who have this procedure should never have to have another sinus procedure in your life. Believe there can be relief. Call St. Louis Sinus Center, 3144-RELIEF. That's 3144-RELIEF. Or hit them up online, stlsinuscenter.com, stlsinuscenter.com, St. Louis Sinus Center. The Rizzuto Show. Rewind. You can send us feedback through the 1057 The Point mobile app. I'll read as many of the, mess uh, as many of the messages as I possibly can. We'll start with this. This is from Will. 
Uh, hey, guys, first off, I just want to say I'm a fan of the show and I've been listening since 2015. Thank you. As a service tech, they give you a lot of drive time between calls, and the show has always been a great way to pass the time on the road. Uh, truly great show, three out of five stars. Oh, man, that's nice. <laughs> Thank you. I always get a laugh at the slapstick-ish sound clips used on the show, especially the clip of the guy that says, uh-oh. <laughs> Sometimes I'll use a sound clip in conversation. I'm I'm in from the same kind of slapstick effect, and I'm trying to find that particular clip, oh. but have come up empty-handed. Just wondering if you guys could help me, uh, let me know where I could find that or who that is and what is that a clip of. I think we just made that one uh, last year sometime because... Uh, but was... before, you, before you say who it okay, is, okay. I want... Liv, do you know who this is? I feel like I've heard it before. Uh-oh. It's from a famous moment. Yeah. I Yeah, and I, I can't place it. I know I'll feel like an idiot when you say what it is, because I've definitely heard well, that before. They're asking, is this a state secret, or can you tell me? <laughs> well, we'll tell you. Yeah. Tell you, Moon, who is it? If I remember correctly, this was a, a great moment in the middle, in the middle of messing up the national anthem, Carl Lewis. <laughs> Track superstar, gold medalist. Carl Lewis was tasked with singing the national anthem, <laughs> and this happened. For the ramparts we watch, we're so gallantly streaming, and the rockets So most of our drops come from, like, inside jokes, like us basically doing drops for ourselves, for our, uh-huh. in our own lives, in our, in, our, uh, in, our, in our daily, you know, 4 a.m. or something, and somebody messes up, and it messes up something, and we'll make, like, a callback to that. And then one of us will go, oh, man, we, we need that. We need that on the board. We need yeah. that as a, as a nice drop. And that's how that one happened because that's... a couple of us started just going, whoa. 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 <laughs> you mess something up and go, whoa. Oh, it's the best. That is, yeah, that is Carlos. That is my uh oh button. Uh oh. <laughs> I feel so bad. You know, it's probably one of the worst moments of the guy's life. Yeah. You know, people always use a crash on, I'm sure all of us, uh, for, for living in movie quotes and that kind of stuff. You know, some people hate that, but sure pays off when you're it doing It does this when you're doing a morning radio show. <laughs> All right, thank you, Will. That was Carl Lewis. Uh, got a whole bunch of these messages uh, with this video attached, including uh, Liv sent this over. Hey, guys, I follow this guy on TikTok. He's a teacher who's gained a pretty big following making funny ki- uh, videos about kids in his classroom. And this is Kelly sent this over. I came across this one tonight and had to share, throwback to the conversation about the slang term Riz. Enjoy. And I think we got something going on here. How many girlfriends do you got? Probably 10. You're a mother crapping capper. Nuh-uh, brah. Yeah, then what's their names? You don't know them. They go to another school. <laughs> you don't have that much riz. I know what riz is. I'm from Missouri. Boys from Missouri don't have riz. We call it Missouri, so I know what riz is. Well, I'm from Mississippi. <laughs> Hey, is it, why, why are you up out of your seat? <laughs> look at him, bro. Look. Dude, Rizuri. That's great. Yeah, St. Louis, Rizuri. Gotta be a thing. How yes, we haven't done that before. When I went to Israel, it was Rizreel. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that? 
Yeah, well, yes, I remember that. <laughs> they had to change all these maps. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Very expensive trip. You know, when I, whenever I go, it's, you know, I was in Risriel, and they yeah. changed it back when I left. And we got to make bumper stickers. Yeah, man. Like Welcome to Rosuri. Yeah. yeah. Now, is it Rosuri yeah. or is it Rosura? It depends on where you are in the state. <laughs> Down south, they call it Rosura. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm more of a rural Rosura guy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I got wow. lucky, man, that, that Riz is being used as uh, to describe somebody who has game. Yeah, mm-hmm. that yeah. is very cool. Congrats, man. Unlike, and I, again, I feel bad for all Karens out there. Yeah. You drew the short straw on that one. And I <laughs> just, a few years ago, changed my name to Karen, you know? Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> man. That's bad luck. Yeah, just bad timing. <laughs> Poor timing. Rosura. Rosura. Yeah, Rosuri. Tell you what. <laughs> Down in the creek over in Rosura. Yeah, I got a bumper sticker idea. I want it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I'm going to put it on everything. Uh, thank you to everybody who sent that over. Uh, hey, guys, quick question. This is from Michelle. Uh, how have you all been talking about the hitchhiker with the hatchet and nobody made any kind of comment about Jeff? Oh, no, 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 no. no. I was actually going to follow it up with... I, fi- I finished the movie yesterday, the documentary. Have you, have you seen that? No. Oh, it's on Netflix. It's called The Hatchet-Wielding Hitchhiker. And now, if, when we, if we show you the picture, here, let me... Let okay, me... No, this is about the guy that went viral. Mm-hmm. Yes. I know what... I just haven't seen it yet. It's, it's, a, it's, it's good. Yeah. Okay. A lot of twists. Because a lot of people, like, people built him up to be this, like, celebrity... Hero, yeah, yeah, because yeah, he, he, he yeah. did the news, and the, 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 the news part that was broadcast was him being so cool. Mash. <laughs> so mash. Yeah, I mean, it went yeah. it went viral for all the reasons you would expect it to. Yeah, he was built up to be, oh, my God, this guy's a hero. Yeah, And, and you watched it, and, and again, the point that I kind of took away was, hey, we made this guy a hero, but he's pretty relaxed over here for somebody who just hit somebody in the head with a hatchet yeah, five yeah. times. And in the movie, it shows it shows the uh, the, the, the damage that, that, that did to this guy's head and, and uh, hand. And then you find out, and I'm not giving too much away. I'm not going to give the ending away. Then you find out that they were uh, doing drugs uh, together, and it may that may have been one of the reasons that this feller got all weird and said he was Jesus Christ and ran somebody over the car, is because yeah. he because he that tends, was doing yeah. some stuff. So, a- anyways, something. the the lesson, you know, the the lesson of the movie is we make heroes of these people before really like digging any, yeah. into it. But the real lesson, if you zoom out, is. Don't pick up hitchhikers, guys. Yeah, why? God, no. The guy's got a hatchet. You're picking up a hitchhiker that got a we- like clearly a weapon on him. Yeah, but for all the fake heroes like him, there's a real hero out there waiting to be picked up. You just gotta. <laughs> so Michelle's like, how could you have this kind of conversation and not mention Jeff? Well, uh, I'm men- mentioning Jeff now. Yeah, because uh, yeah, yeah. Jeff was somebody who you had planned to do that on on Thursday, uh, January. What was it, 18th? 19th. 19th. Um, <laughs> uh, Jeff is somebody who uh, I scolded on the air a, a bunch of times for picking up hitchhikers. What? Yeah. God. And, and not like, <laughs> yeah, back in the 80s, like recently. <laughs> <laughs> never never had that urge to pick anybody like up. Like within getting here to Hubbard, I mean, within the past five years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was, I want to say 2017 or 2018 is yeah. when he... Officially quit. Quit picking up hitchhikers? I mean, I shamed him. Yeah. And like, dude, what are you doing, man? Somebody's, somebody's going to murder you. Yeah. You're going to pick up a guy with a hatchet. Yeah. Well, he needed a ride. 
That's why it's well, you don't need to be the guy to give him the ride. <laughs> yeah, not not that we're saying that everybody out there is dangerous or any of that kind of stuff. Because you, you know, don't know. Yeah, clearly it was a thing in the 50s, 60s, 70s, and I'm different sure times. It, well, right, <laughs> and that's and that's and that's the thing. Different times, but like when you when you look at this guy. You're like, oh, that's just like a cool, like peace-loving hippie, hippie feller. Mm -hmm. But then everything goes wrong, and it doesn't take long for everything to go wrong. They they get you got to watch this movie, you gotta man. Watch this. You, they, because I thought it was just like this part, and then the ending, which I knew, I kind of knew what was happening because I had remembered the news stories. No, dude, when they took this guy to Jimmy Kimmel to try to make him, you know, famous and like capitalize on this virality uh, within the first week, ha. He wasn't out of the he wasn't out of the car for four minutes. He just minutes got out of the car for, on a Hollywood <laughs> and Boulevard, sideways. and he starts peeing all over the place. <gasps> no, everywhere. He <sighs> got kicked out of the Roosevelt. Oh, dude, it's a disaster, disaster. I it feel is. bad for the kid. But then you find out like rough childhood, like the whole thing. But but no, but I'm not going to give it away. He says he had a rough childhood. Well, the cousin confirmed a little bit too. A little bit, not as much as he said. It's worth a watch. It's worth a watch for sure. I'll watch it. It's called The Hatchet-Wielding Hitchhiker. And yes, anytime I hear Hitchhiker, I think of Jeff. And me yelling yeah. at him going, hey, <laughs> don't pick up Hitchhikers. No. It's dangerous. <laughs> that should go without and saying. And then remember, he, he said, okay, okay. And then, and then we like a couple out. weeks later, he did it again. And go, I didn't want to tell you, but I picked up a Hitchhiker yesterday. And that was shortly after he sold that, uh, what was it, Sonata or whatever he had, and he got that new car with only one door. <laughs> so that way he couldn't pick anyone up. It was tougher. Yeah, we sealed up his uh, his, <laughs> yeah. his <passenger> side door. <laughs> Jeff, you got a meeting. Get the welder. Uh, uh, hey, guys, uh, and King Scott, just curious if uh, Moon has seen the Garth Brooks documentary on Netflix yet, and if so, thoughts? Um... Netflix was that the one that was like three episodes? Four yeah, it was. Episodes? On, I think it was originally on A and E. I think they moved okay. over to Netflix. Okay, yeah, it was I good. did. I, saw, I watched it. I think I saw half of it. Um, like where he's like out of the campfire at his farm, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I really enjoyed that. I mean, I've been like a you know enthusiast for 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 many it's decades. It's very good. It's... I'm, I'm not a super music doc guy. I kind of steer clear of them um, for my personal reasons and whatever. But I did I did enjoy that. Yeah, who's it. this fellow now? Yeah, Garth Brooks. Gartholomew Brooks. Hey, what? Yeah, no, it's good. In fact, uh, and, and our emailer here says, uh, five minutes in, they're talking about the kickoff of the tour at the Dome. Yeah, that was there. That was good. That's a good, that's that was another good one. one if you're, yeah. I'm not, I'm not really into Garth, Garth Brooks. Brooks. Uh, I did go to the show, uh, was blown away. He's amazing. That was blown the one away. I sang. I was second row at Gillette Stadium to see him. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, second row. I got upgraded. I was in the nosebleeds, and he does what uh, Billy Joel does, and he doesn't sell tickets up front, and so I randomly got picked. Wow, that's, awesome. that's, that's cool. so cool. It was amazing. I sobbed. <laughs> uh, this that's is from really Alex. Uh, well, hey there, fellas. I know you can't name every place that sells sandwiches in St. Louis, but uh, you always mention Joya's. Uh, we were talking yesterday. St. Louis should be known. We, we're going to rebrand ourselves as a as St. Louis, the sandwich city. Yeah, okay. we have a lot of great sandwich places around. We're, we're now we're now going to be known Sam, as Sandwich City, Missouri. Yeah, Sandwich City, Missouri. <laughs> city Missouri. Missouri. I like it. <laughs> uh, so so Alex says you always mention Joyas and they're delicious without a doubt. But there is a hidden gem, if you can call it that. It's on the hill. Avaldi's has an incredible selection of sandwiches. My favorite is the Chicago style. Uh, salsita on top of hot roast beef with hot pepper cheese, onions, and pickles. Served with au jus. What's it called? <laughs> au jus. No, no. What's it, what's the place called? Avaldi's. Am I saying that right? Avaldi's sandwiches. Uh. Avaldi's restaurants that you guys mentioned. <laughs> you didn't mention Avaldi's. No. No? Yeah. Uh, that's all I heard was Avaldi's. Yeah. Don't you dare. No, no, no.
I'll give you that. I fouled it at least. I mean, that's a name that, that I'm going like to remember. Good, it looks like a good place. Avaldi. Avaldi. E O V A L D I S. Oh, wait. E V. E E E O V. E O V. Yeah. I think I'm saying it right. That's how you'd say it? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a cool looking thing. Evaldi's. Deli? Is that E O V A L D I S. Evaldi's Deli. Deli on the Hill. Deli. I think we're talking about the same place. Must be. They have sandwiches? And that's how you pronounce it for sure? I don't know. E Evaldi. Avaldi. Oh, E. Avaldi? Uh, I'm going to try it. Eric writes, uh, listening to the show uh, this morning about uh, Sandwich City. I work in Sunset Hills and was wondering what your recommendation would be for a good sandwich place over here. Oh, boy. Sunset Hills. I don't know. So I, don't I grew up over there. Not in Sunset Hills, but by there. Um, sandwich place. Well, you got Lonnie Choice and Fuddruckers right there. Hmm. Used to be a steak and shake. Like a good, he's talking about a good. I know, I bet like I'm, ten I'm, minutes I'm from just there like is a still good. I'm going through all the. I'm going, you know, local mom and pop sandwich shop. Man, I'm not sure there is one anymore. I mean, there was briefly. I if mean, you're in the Sunset Hills, Hills area, you know about it, and there's a good sandwich place there. Let us know. Used to be a Super Smokers. I'm trying to think of local places that were that were down there. Oh, I think man. we're talking about like a good deli place. Well, Sunset Hills is almost all residential because you got you know Limburg and Watson crossed right there. Uh, that's technically. Do you have any Sunset idea Hills. where that, that part of town I is? I do not. It's nice. It's quiet. Near Skeddies. It's much quieter now because it's out near Kirkwood, like next to Kirkwood. Mm. You know where that is? It's I south so. of Kirkwood. Yeah. It's a lot quieter now because no Crestwood Plaza, so nobody's cutting through Sunset Hills to get yeah. anywhere. But they have a Piscetti's there. Piscetti's is, is technically really Sunset Hills. I guess it's on says, South Limburg. Yeah, it says South Limburg. Okay, well that's yeah, that's past the high school. Uh, Pescetti's is good. Pescetti's is yeah. good. And you know what? Uh, again, I'm going to preach on it. It's the bread. Mm. It's the bread. Mm. It's good stuff. Yeah. Old classic Italian kind of bread. All right. Well, if you know, let us know. Let us know. And uh, finally, uh, if you want to stumble down a rabbit hole, look into the Titanic. The Titanic never sank. The ship went down. That was an older ship. And it's thought to be a simple case of insurance fraud. Oh, what? Yeah. Quite interesting, if I might add. Uh, there are many reasons uh, it's said uh, to be an insurance thing. Uh, eliminating the Federal Reserve before it began, insurance money, etc. But the fact of the matter remains, J.P. Morgan called the maiden voyage... Um, oh, I'm sorry, canceled the maiden voyage just hours before it took off. And three of his biggest competitors on board... Half the required lifeboats, red signal flares, etc. I don't know what the hell this guy's talking about. Wait, so this is a conspiracy theory where they say they, that it wasn't only the insurance fraud, but they killed these people on purpose? Yes. Interesting. I thought Three of J.P. Morgan's biggest competitors were on board. I do like a good conspiracy theory. Yeah, and it is, that whole theory is pretty fascinating in itself, but the uh, it never sank. I mean, you got Dr. Robert Ballard, you know, with the Jason Project, they went down there and <laughs> discovered in the sub, like, I don't know. There's a lot of video proof of it under the water. Of the exact... Uh, of, of the, the actual ship. Like, yeah. of the actual Titanic. Yeah, look at Ballard's, what he's done with that, and whatever the new name is for his... It's not the Jason Project anymore, but whatever his new stuff To find doing. the Titanic? Yeah, but he's found a... Like, he's the world's greatest treasure hunter. Yeah, this does, this does sound like a conspiracy theory from the 60s. 
but not a new one. Yeah, but no, I mean the before the idea they found of, it right before, but before he had before any more they found the Titanic. Cool movies, yeah. but him killing his competitors that seems fast. You know, like there's some of those that are fun to look into, but man. Well, thank you for all your emails yeah. and conspiracy theories. <laughs> so Chesterfield Fence and Deck, they've been around for 55 years. Chesterfield Fence and Deck has been one of St. Louis's top names in home improvement. Quality and professionalism, that's what they put first in every single thing they do. They provide the best and longest lasting outdoor products available with their skilled installation team who carries out their mission to be the very best in customer service. And they do, I mean, I got to test all that. I have a great new deck in my backyard. We did the underdecking and a great new fence to keep the dogs in the yard. Locally owned and operated. Go to the showroom, see the beautiful displays of those fences and decks and pergolas and sunrooms and screen rooms, patios and more. Free in-home estimates and all the products guaranteed by a five-year labor warranty. And uh, they have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. If you mention the Red Show this month, Chestful Fence and Deck, 48 months interest-free financing. It's Chestful Fence and Deck online at ChesterfieldFence.com. After all, who doesn't want a bigger deck? Hey, weirdos, it's King Scott, and I want to talk about Victory Men's Health and how they've helped me through the years. They've stayed by my side and have got my life back on track, and they will do the same for you. They will stay by your side, and they will help you. So if you have erectile dysfunction, adult acne, male pattern baldness, or you're struggling just for energy, or you want preventative care, or something new from Victory Men's Health that's a complete game changer in weight loss and it's called semaglutide and Victory Men's Health is offering this medication and, and patients who use this they lose up to 15% of their body weight so if you're interested go to Victory Men's Health they have three locations throughout St. Louis they're open five days a week it's very easy to get in there go to Victory Men's Health be you again that's victorymenshealth.com The Rizzuto Show Rewinds Hey it's Josh Wolf and you're listening to The Rizzuto Show Happy birthday Riz! Boy, today's been exciting. Uh, Paulo Asensio is here. It, it's uh, uh, it's uh, a Mexican friend. Good guy. Uh, thank you. Good guy, Paulo Asensio. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was about to. I was about yeah. to let you. Now, now my com. If if you thought I was confident coming in, right now, as you can see, I'm standing up. I am ready to take the seven shots. Let's go. You ready to do it? Let's go. Anytime, any minute, let's go. I'll put my pants well, down. Oh, okay, so so it's it's five minutes to nine thirty. Mm-hmm. So I asked you, can you get Yadier Molina to wish me happy birthday and then say Yadios, or Albert, or we even put uh, Cardinal Manager Ali Marmal. Mm-hmm. Oh, we even said Bernard Gilkey. Fine. St. Louis legend. St. Louis in, legend Bernard Gilkey. But you know what? This show means nothing to me. I'm not gonna bother with that. You want to take your seven shots yeah. now? I, I I lied to you. I I didn't send any messages. I'm I'm mad right now because you didn't send the gun. But you know what? It's I I'm, told you I'm gonna take. No, no. I'm gonna take two. Don't off. take anything, sh- Scott. No. Only showed him five times. Okay. No, because that's no. my. It's two two for my mistake. No, I will not take anything less than seven. Well, we're uh, Scott. Only shoot him five times. Okay. We'll, it, just, we'll start it. Honestly. And Moon, agree. It's Moon. my I'm fault. I'm not going to agree. I'll, I'll start on. Moon. I'll agree with, you know, when things are your fault, that uh, they're your me, fault. Let me like, grab this thing. Game's a game. He, did, he didn't run. No, you don't touch the gun. No. I touched I touched uh, it already. You better not point that at anybody's Whoa. face. I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't. We're good. Not in the face. <laughs> no, I, look at me, yeah, little puppy. Yeah, yeah. I, I can start the count with Trace, and he won't the, know what I'm saying. The prisoner does not get to touch the guillotine. That's what gun. you think. Not in the Mexican <laughs> jails. All right. You doing the shoot? All right, Polo. You got to go against the wall. Already? 
You want to do it now? No. You you no, no, you know what? No, no, no. Let's let's take a quick break. No. <laughs> let's take a quick break. Let's go to sports. No, get up against the wall. No, no, 745. I have 15 minutes. Move oh, cardboard cutout, oh, Jeff. Move cardboard cutout, Jeff. No, 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 no. You can be all right, man. No, you can no, be no, all right. No, no, let's do sports. Uh, let's no. Do sports. Let's see your under pantalones. You want me to do sports? Yes, let's I'm gonna do, do, do a very quick sports. Let's do sports and then take a break and then come no, back. No, 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 no. Wow, dude, you're just getting pushed all over the place. He's taking hey. shots off. He's he's, he's blaming you. Now he's directing your segments. You're 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 just you're just. I can't believe it, man. Do we have a uh... wait? What's what's happening? No, nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. That's why we need sports and we need to talk a little oh, bit more. Oh, him and Scott are in cahoots for oh, something. No, there's no cahoots. No cahoots. Continue the show. <laughs> all right, let's Something's go. happening. Nothing is happening. Nothing. So, something is. Nothing is happening. Something is happening. Nothing well, I is guess happening. we'll see what happens. All right. Well, they, no, they're, they're they're like little girls. I know they, they got some plan. <laughs> what is that supposed to mean? I don't they, know. they got some plan. And uh... all right, here's the quickest sports ever. <laughs> Blues lost on Saturday. Bills won. Jacksonville won. Giants won. Cincinnati won. Bucks play the Cowboys tonight. There's your sports. It was a it was a weekend for football. If you watch those football games, <clears throat> and it was it was quite exciting. The the script writing for those games was was just exquisite. Ah, oh, yeah. There's a game tonight, though. Yeah, right? Bucks. Oh, and yeah. Cowboys. And, and cow- did you just say that? I did. Ooh, I'm, 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 I'm so pumped about my, about my buttocks. My well, Scott's buttocks. on the phone. Is he? I believe. Like, I see the hotline. I, be- I believe is it is on. time. Oh, wait. The hotline is on. So, so we're no, getting Scott's a- calling somebody on the hotline. We're getting an actual. Is this one of your people came through? I don't know. Oh. I don't know if there's an ass saver, literally. Should I pick oh, it up? Man. Oh, man. I don't know. Uh, Hello. Hello, mystery caller? Y- yes, yes. How are you doing, guys? Uh, okay, we're trying to figure out who this is. Uh, you don't sound like Yadier Molina. Uh, where are you calling from, mystery caller? Well, actually, uh, from the West County in St. Louis, Missouri. <laughs> okay, this is star of Men in Black, Bernard Gilkey. There you go, Bernard Gilkey. OBG, you're an ass saver. Oh, wow, Polo. You always get me in the middle of, you know, tough things to bring out. But, you know, we're, we're going to change the name of the show to Satan Polo's Ass. <laughs> I love it. Is this Bernard Gill? This is Bernard Gill. Get out of here. This is Get out of here. Bernard Gilkey, this is Paul hey, Asensio. The next voice you're going to hear is Moon Moon. Say What's up, to- man? How you doing? Huge fan of that oh, Men in Black cameo. Very nice. How you guys doing the this morning? The next voice is Riz. Oh, my God. It's an honor to talk to you. Bernard Gilkey. Who would have thought hey. I, woke, I would wake up on Monday morning to speak to Bernard Gilkey? <laughs> I and know, dude. And the, the other voice is Scott. Hey, Bernard. Hey, hey Scott. Uh, how you guys doing? And right. we, are, we are all part of the Saving so awesome. Polo's Ass Show. Well, <laughs> yeah. I said, if Polo could get any one of those four people on the phone before 930... Oh, wow, Polo. You owe me, Polo. You know it. Hey, we're going to go get some tacos, Cherokee Street. You know, I got some mole. We're going to get some mole. But you still have to take two shots, right? I will take one shot. I thought it was was two shots. Okay, I'll take two. Okay. So, (laughs) Bernard, while you're on the phone, Polo's Uh going to pull his pants down and take... Bernard. I'm pulling my pants. Yeah, it's not... No, no, no. It's not butt naked. It was supposed to be seven. And then I negotiated to get it down a little... I'll take yeah. two. He's going to take two okay. shots. So you he's say gonna take, he's going to take one shot on one ass and yep. one shot on the other yeah. ass. Yeah. So yeah. as you're talking to Riz about men in black and how 
you how lucky and how glad you are Will Smith didn't slap you. Uh, I'm going to be getting my butt cheeks All right, uh, pull up, pull punished. down. All right. <clears throat> there you go. So I'll hear you in the back yelling. Okay. All right, I got it. Um, hey, what? That's the sound you're going to make. Uh, no, so Paula was telling us earlier that you still get a, a residual check every month from Men in Black? Yes. Well, well, it's not monthly, but, you know, every, yeah, every other quarter. month or something. Yeah, yeah, something like that, but, you know. Oh, look at that. Oh, Bernard, I wish you could see Polo's underwear. Whoa. It's, you're wearing no. Babe Ruth underwear. Babe Ruth underwear. The underwear. Grand Bambino. Oh, my <laughs> God. You got to kid me. You got to kid you, you got to count it down in Spanish. I don't understand English. Yeah. Uh, count it down. Count it down. We got one more. <laughs> oh, one dude. more coming oh, your way. Oh. One See, more. It's way worse, right? <laughs> he's, one more. He's, he's blinking a lot. Don't move your hands, hands man. Move your hands. <laughs> Come on. Papa Dios. Papa Dios. Papa oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, can you imagine so seven of those? Oh, I'm so sorry. Can you imagine? Bernard, thank you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you got it, brother. Uh, David Polo's ass. Yeah, same. Hey, Mr. Bernard Gilkey. Dude, uh, thanks for Wow. Go back to breakfast, whatever you're doing. Oh, you you okay, save Polo's guys. ass. Bernard, nice talking you. to you guys. Yeah, nice talking great to you talking well. to you, man. Always welcome. The Always great welcome. Bernard Gilkey. Wow. You got him. Dude, I, I mean, dude. One here. That was a great shot. Oh, by Thank the you. way, baseballism, shout out for the underwear. Beautiful. Oh, that's a great yeah, store. Yeah, those are great, man. Can you imagine three on one cheek, four on the other? Can you imagine? No. I'm telling you, your yeah, organs will start shutting down. Wow. That is a great, that's a great shot. Hey, didn't you say you were going to take one? <laughs> you did? Yeah, uh, I said for, if Yachty. If Yachty gave oh, a line. No. Are you saying Mr. Gilkey is, is not? Is, is not yeah. Yachty's All not right, been here in again. a movie. Get the gun, get the gun. <laughs> Let me do it. Oh, yeah. I, don't, I don't trust you. It's no. been a minute for Riz. That's why he's all cocky about this. He forgot. Me? He's got a count. Yeah, you, no, you, I don't I'm want telling you. you forgetting. It's easy to forget. Yeah, you, it's easy to forget I how much it, this hurts. Oh, God. Wait wait till the countdown. He's going to count you down. Three, two, one. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that wasn't a cheek. That was on the bone. You know what? Scott, on the bone. You too for not reminding him. The bone of what? Why am I getting shot now? He hit you in the tailbone? Yeah, it was like. You need to remind Riz. Go. All right. Oh, so Scott's Scott's doing one too. Oh, just in the jeans. Oh, in the jeans, boo. Right, three, two, one. Oh, you got oh in the jeans. That was way up there. Yeah. Hey, you next. I'm not, no, I'm not doing that. I'm like Oprah. You get a so good. Hey, you put hey, that hey, gun hey, away. Stop, stop. Put take your put that gun away. Take your finger off the trigger. <laughs> this guy. He's angry now. Hey, be reasonable. <laughs> Come on, man. I have eyeballs over here. Oh my God. <laughs> hey, uh, no joke. I, I asked. I asked around, hey, does it hurt? Nah, not really. <laughs> Me engañaron. <laughs> Makes you sweat, Me engañaron. Oh, yeah. I feel it right now. Seven. So next season, hopefully we get to do this next season. I need a gun at home. I don't, I don't want to go. I'm going to send you a gun. <laughs> I promise you. Gee. I'm going to send you a gun. Thank right, you again, Bernard. If you're someone that's wanting to find a single solution to support your brain, gut, and immune health, simplify your morning routine with easy habits, and need more energy throughout the day, then I have a solution for you. 
It's called AG1. AG1 is a nutritional supplement that you drink as part of your morning ritual. Just one scoop, mixed in water, once a day, every day. Not only does AG1 deliver your daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre and probiotics, and more, but it's a powerful, healthy habit that's also powerfully simple. Just one scoop of AG1 covers all your nutrient gaps and supports your mental and physical health in just 60 seconds. The best thing about AG1 is that it's made with high-quality ingredients, including adaptogens, antioxidants, whole food source nutrients, things that are going to give you that extra boost you need throughout the day. And every batch goes through a rigorous testing process so you know it's safe. Because, well, safety first. AG1 is a proud sponsor of the Rizzuto Show podcast. So if you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Exclusively at drinkag1.com slash Riz. That's drinkag1.com slash Riz. Check it out. I dare you. Hello, Riz Show podcasters. Yes, it's wintertime. Yes, it's cold. Yes, it's snowy. Yes, it's miserable. Let's start thinking about springtime. What's the condition of your deck? You need a new deck? How about a great deck? Are you jealous of your neighbor's deck? How about calling up Chesterfield Fence and Deck and, uh, you know, getting on the schedule to have a brand new deck for your backyard? You will be the envy of your neighborhood. They've been around for over 55 years now. Fences, decks, custom sunrooms, screen rooms, patios, retaining walls, and more. They're company you could trust with your home. Uh, I've had them at my house. They gave me a new deck, got a new fence. Everything is amazing. And the accolades are just tremendous. A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, Better Business Bureau Torchwood winner, SBA family-owned small business of the year. Uh, All the products are guaranteed by a five-year labor warranty. Comprehensive material warranties are also provided they offer the best exclusive warranties in the industry. Chesterfield Fence Deck online at chesterfieldfence.com. After all, who doesn't want a bigger deck? Hello, Show podcasters. Yes, it's wintertime. Yes, it's cold. Yes, it's snowy. Yes, it's miserable. Let's start thinking about springtime. What's the condition of your deck? You need a new deck? How about a great deck? Are you jealous of your neighbor's deck? How about calling up Chesterfield Fence and Deck and, uh, you know, getting on the schedule to have a brand new deck for your backyard? You will be the envy of your neighborhood. They've been around for over 55 years now. Fences, decks, custom sunrooms, screen rooms, patios, retaining walls, and more. They're a company you could trust with your home. Uh, I've had them at my house. They gave me a new deck, got a new fence. Everything is amazing. And the accolades are just tremendous. A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. Better Business Bureau Torchwood winner. SBA family-owned small business of the year. Uh, All the products guaranteed by a five-year labor warranty. Comprehensive material warranties are also provided. They offer the best exclusive warranties in the industry. Chesterfield Fence Deck online at chesterfieldfence.com. After all, who doesn't want a bigger deck? Woods Basement Systems. Boy, have they helped me out. The all things basement experts do all things basement. Basement waterproofing, foundation repair, crawl space repair, mold prevention, egress windows. But they also do concrete leveling. They can fix driveways. They've even raised a highway slab. I knew of their expertise with basements and now I know of their expertise with concrete leveling. Because I had a front porch situation that was dangerous. It was ugly. It was bad. It was a safety hazard. But Woods Basement Systems helped me out with concrete leveling and pier. 
years, so it's fixed forever. Go to moonloveswoods.com. There's a special offer for you today. Don't wait any longer. Do what I did and prevent further damage. These problems don't get better with time. They get better with woods because the problem will be fixed forever. Woods Basement Systems, the all things basementy experts. Check out that special offer at moonloveswoods.com. The Rizzuto Show. Rewind. Scott's ready. Jamie's ready. You ready? I'm excited. I well, love these. Give me the goose, Scott. Let's go. it. What's going on in the news today? Yeah. All right, King Scott, headline Here are some President's Day fun facts. George Washington hated England way before they gave his cold play. <laughs> Ironically, both Washington and Lincoln paid full retail for their mattresses. Yes, and Harry S. Truman stood for Slappy. So far, so good, huh? (laughs) Saudi Arabia has become the largest outside investor in the video game company Nintendo. The Saudi's first request is to remove uh, Princess Peach from Mario Kart because, you know, women, they're not allowed to drive. According to a new study, the average penis length has increased over the past 30 years by 24%, and doctors call it concerning while women call it encouraging. Our Architectural Digest has named the best new structures of the past year, and topping the list, Madonna's new face. Oh. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. Right. <laughs> the 21st season of American Idol premiered last night, and just think, we get to meet dozens of talented up-and-coming singers, and in just a few short months, we will have forgotten every single one of them. Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania made $100 million over the weekend. And in this film, Ant-Man faces his toughest enemy yet, a can of Ray. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah, Seal turned 60 yesterday, and he celebrated with his brothers Walrus and Otter. <laughs> and finally, Brittany Griner has signed a one-year deal with the Phoenix Mercury. After her t- tough ordeal in Russia, uh, in a Russian prison, Griner figures returning to WNBA is the best way she can escape media attention without uh, and get some privacy. Mess that up, Scott. Ah! <laughs> May the goo be with you. Yeah. You limped you. through that last uh, one, Scott. Can I try it? Yeah, Go please. Scott. Uh, Brittany Griner has signed a one-year deal with the Phoenix Mercury after her tough ordeal in a Russian prison. Griner figures returning to the WNBA is the best way she can escape media attention and get some privacy. Yeah, I almost did it. <laughs> At least I got the joke. Anyone yeah. else want to try? <laughs> yeah, we had to we had to scotch tape the goo one together there. <laughs> Do you want me to try it? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, okay. try it. No, I don't have it in front of me. All oh. right. Uh, one final break. We'll come back and wrap her up. <laughs> the Rizzuto Show. Rewind. Well, guys, today is February 1st. Oh. Can hey, you well, believe it? I can't believe, I can't believe it. it. Welcome to February. I can't February. believe it. Wow. It's February 1st. So here's, here's some things to look forward to this month. Okay. Okay. Uh, Sports-wise, we got the Pro Bowl this Sunday, Super yeah. Bowl 57 between the Chiefs and Eagles. Next Sunday, uh, Scott Daytona 500, February Finally. 19th. I've been waiting. If fashion's your thing, New York Fashion Week starts next Friday, runs through Wednesday the 15th. Oh, great. On TV, the Grammys are Sunday. Season 26 of South Park starts next Wednesday. There we Season go. Season 4 of You hits Netflix on the 9th. American Idol and Last Week Tonight with John Oliver, they come back on the 19th. Grey's Anatomy back on the 23rd. Party Down with Adam Scott and a bunch of funny people returns on the 24th after a 13-year hiatus. I was saying, I, I saw this out of nowhere. It said a new season. And I thought that got canceled ages ago. Of what? But I'm excited. This show Party is down. phenomenal. It's loaded. It's it's the goofiest show. Party man. Down. Yep. Yeah. 
It's awesome. The first season's fantastic. Yeah, I don't think I've seen it. Mm-hmm. It's I've worth never a watch. Heard of this? Party down. They're ridiculous. Uh, season ten of The Blacklist starts February twenty sixth. On theaters, 80 for Brady, which looks terrible, opens Friday. <laughs> Titanic comes back to theaters for their 25th anniversary oh, on the yes. God. They didn't make enough money the first time is what I heard. Uh, Magic Mike's Last Dance for Scott is Ooh, cool. up on the 10th. The Winnie the Pooh horror movie called Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey opens on the 15th. Uh, new Ant-Man and the Wasp, that'll be the 17th. And Cocaine Bear. Oh, my God, Cocaine Opens Bear. February 24th. It's going to be great. I really want to see that. That may be a theater one for me. <laughs> Surround sound. Hey, you know what we started? And it's based on a true story. I know. What? Wait, wait the cocaine, cocaine bear. Cocaine bear, based on a true story about a bear that ate a duffel bag full of cocaine back so in it, 1985. Is this a is this a drama? Is this a uh, comedy? It seems like a dark comedy. Yeah. From what what the trailer looks like. Huh. Cocaine bear. Okay. And it's directed by is I want to say Elizabeth Banks. I don't know. You know who that is. Uh, yeah, the actress. Yeah, she's awesome. Actress. Yeah, she's hilarious. <clears throat> and finally, the holidays. You know, of course, the big one is is Valentine's Day the 14th, President's Day the 20th, Mardi Gras the 21st. Uh, let me see. Tomorrow's Groundhog Day. National Pizza Day is the 9th. Mm. Latte Day is the 11th. <laughs> Drink Wine Day the 18th. Pancake Day the 21st. And 22nd is National Margarita Day. My goodness. Thank God it's finally month. here. We got so much to be grateful for this month. We <laughs> really do. Well, now that dry January is over, I can <laughs> yes. really let myself go. Did yes. you make it the full 31 no, days? No, no, I gave up this this past weekend. I had a buddy in town. Okay. You did good. I did great. Yeah. I did great. Proud of you. I went uh, basically 27 and a half days. That's yeah. plenty. Yeah, that's a month. <laughs> yeah, count it. It's not a month. <laughs> it's February. <laughs> well, you know, I'll go a little into February. I'll go until Friday. Okay. That counts. Okay, make up for you. Yeah. Good for you, man. <laughs> So I won't drink today and tomorrow, and then Friday, Friday, back full bore, huh? <laughs> All right. Huh? Now, do you and Tim celebrate Valentine's Day? Kind of, yeah. He'll buy me flowers. Oh, he will? So and he's like, got to do, uh, are nice you expecting something? Yeah. Yeah, I am. So he will buy you flowers, and you'll be nice to him. Yeah. That's pretty good. I mean, <laughs> what, what do you, what, let me ask you guys, what do you want for Valentine's Absolutely Day? Absolutely nothing. I actually, we had this full conversation yesterday, and I had to say it like, 30 times, and she was like, I feel like you're saying this because you are trying to, like, damper expectations, and you're trying to, like, get out of getting me something and all that. And I said, no, no, no. I'm, I'm 100% serious. No other strings attached. Please yeah. do not get me something. And if you have something planned, if you're going to get me some new underwear or socks or something, save it for the birthday. Okay. Now, every year I like to say that we don't participate. All right. Now, I'm not sure, and I'm really thinking about this now. Did I say that and not get her input? Like my wife's input? <laughs> you decided. <laughs> <laughs> or did we both decide that? I'm not sure. See, we don't do Christmas. Like, Tim and I, we do not buy gifts for each other for Christmas. We write each other letters. That's what we do. And so Valentine's Day, he just sends flowers because it's nice to do. Mm-hmm. Wow. But you don't reciprocate. I'll buy him a card. Well, what a I'll deal. I'll give him a nice card. A card, huh? Yeah. Sometimes there's a coupon for something sexy in there. You know? Like, you know, uh... Back rub, one yeah. back rub. <laughs> Cash this in for one back rub. Getting <laughs> yeah. off easy. Yeah. Expires March 31st. So, <laughs> a card, so basically you're throwing money away. No, I like buying cards. Oh, you do? I do. I, do you know I'm, Scott is a greeting card maker? I did not know this. Yeah. yeah. He has a yeah. company. In the mall. Oh, in the in mall. The mall yeah. In the lotion store. Yeah. No, Scott. Really? Yeah, the baby V. Yeah. I would love to buy some of your cards. Well, it's for uh, new babies, and oh. we're expanding. No, we'll expand. Yeah, tell me but what. But at your the moment, it's uh, new babies and gender reveal. 
Okay, I'm not so, doing any of that. So, that's but that's mainly for kids. I don't know if we have adult ones yet oh. for gender reveal. What's that? You don't do Valentine's Day? Cards? Not yet. You're yeah, just yeah. Doing this is focused on the kids, man. You're, you're really but, uh, make your, you're blowing your it. bullseye. <laughs> I know. Small. Blowing it. I mean, you're missing out on a <laughs> yeah. lot of. You got. Hey, I traded a lot more for this this uh, card shop, and it's paid off. It's been good. <laughs> In my family, it's a good trade. My mom buys you, like birthdays. Everybody gets a minimum of three cards from her. I don't. Ah. I don't do cards. I mean, I, I I I won't get someone a card if I can help it, and I really don't want anyone to get me a card. There you go. I'm not a card guy. Yeah, I'm good. I don't. I don't want anything. My wife's birthday is the week like I'll take a week I'm, before. I'm sorry. I will take a gift card. I don't mean to. To I will take a yeah, <laughs> gift card. Yeah. Yeah. You just don't got to spend it on the Hallmark card. Yeah. I don't need that. So maybe maybe there was at some point I said you know since my wife's birthday is the seventh, I said listen you can only get one. <laughs> <laughs> Man. You know, we just had Christmas. Right. I feel like we're just paying Spoiled that rotten. off. Yep. You know, you get your birthday, and then the week later is Valentine's Day. You got to pick one. <laughs> what a bargain. <laughs> She's lucky, man. Yeah, really lucky. But, uh, okay, so according to an annual survey done by the National Retail Federation, the average American expects to spend $192.80 on Valentine's Day this year. Wow. That's wild. Is that single people or people in relationships? You know, it doesn't say. So one ninety two eighty. That's uh, these days. That's a dozen roses and a dozen eggs. So <laughs> get it. Everything's expensive. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that and that's up from last year, which was an average of one seventy five. Now most people are planning to spend the same on significant others and family member, members as, as last year. So roughly one hundred thirty bucks. Mm. So the increase this year is in the non-Valentine category. <laughs> Gifts for pets, friends, coworkers, classmates, and teachers. So that $192.80 mm-hmm. is not just for one person. It's for everybody. Wow. It's your you're buying for other people too. Now we're doing that. Now I just can't do Valentine's Day for the one I love. I, no. It's got to be for everybody. And this is what I've been preaching. <laughs> I'm serious. This whole thing is just out of control. It and is. How did you not see this coming? Yeah. How? Did you let it get here? But did you guys do? Did you guys do that when you're in elementary? You build like little boxes. Oh, yeah. You do all that stuff, and you get the cards, and you go and you drop it's them fun. off. That was awesome. Yes, yeah. I did a lot of things in elementary school that we don't do as adults. Yeah, but don't you want to spread the love? <laughs> okay. No, I do and, that every day. That no, is, you don't. That is a cheap you know, argument. It's all love you're here. You're not buying candy bars for coworkers. I'm making St. Louis happy. All right. Just better than. Sugar. I mean, you are, but I'd buy somebody a candy bar. People 35 to 44 plan to spend the most money, 336 bucks. Oh, my goodness. What is that age? Again? 35 to 44. No. Crazy. That's us. That's us. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're followed by people 25 to 34 plan to spend 238. Where's since all this those, money coming from? Since those are well above the average, uh, those ages 45 and older plan to spend a lot less. So what are people buying? Most people will buy the candy and then, uh, you know, the cards. Right. Flowers and evening out. An, an experience. Yeah. It's a good gift. Jewelry, gift cards, clothing. Of course, not everyone celebrates Valentine's Day. Um, uh, 28% will still mark the day in some way with some, like, non-Valentine's gifts. Like, treating themselves to something special or planning a get-together with single friends and, and family members. Okay, you could do that. Yeah. 
Galentine's Day. Galentine's Day. Uh, Valentine's Day. Do experiences. <laughs> do do experiences. You're gonna do a Valentine's Day thing. Do t- t- movies. Uh, Sexy cl- stuff. Clownvis's soiree concert. Like go to concerts. Yeah. Go go to things. You know, like spend your money in, in in businesses that are rocking all year that are doing maybe something special for that. But like, come on, man. Yeah, Y'all are being fleeced. Being fleeced, huh? Yeah, what about, man. I mean, the people the people selling it. Good for them, right? You right. don't. Oh want, yeah. You no. Know. Yes, I understand, but I'm just saying, like, some people are just like these. These some, sometimes hey, just being taken advantage. Once Scott's uh, card company, which is what what's it called? The Baby B. The Baby B. Once they start doing Valentine's Day stuff, you better shut your mouth. Yeah. Because totally then all of a sudden I'm into cards, I'm man. Totally, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I already am, right? Card, card I mogul. totally will. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I get it. I get it as far as the holiday. My wife has, like, uh, you know, made some sense with, with why it should be celebrated and do do some special things, you know, take take some time out. So that's what I'm saying. Well, Go out and do special things all the time. Uh, yeah, but well, I guess is if it's it all make the it time, special? It's, yeah. I guess if it's all the time, it's not special. But being expected to spend, like, $300 or having any sort of expectation, right. that that's where you're all You don't want to support the rose growers of America? Totally, I, I, the I, chocolatiers. I, I, of I do. I actually, I love, I love uh, flowers. I love, I, I love, love buying flowers. flowers. Yeah, I, I've gotten flowers. I think once, and I, it, was, it was actually very enjoyable. I, we like having flowers. Just in not the house. on this specific day where you're supposed to. Well, buy you want to know? No, just know not the most out of guilt. Thing to say is when you give the flowers, you go. These will be dead in a week. <laughs> it was like, uh, like being forced into <laughs> you be, dry them. Being forced into speaking that love language, buying things out of guilt and shame. I just think that's ridiculous. That's where. Let's talk about romance here. Let's talk about. Let's talk about romance. Mm, mm, mm. Mm. So somebody, uh, this <laughs> something I read, this is an, an am I the jerk situation. So wife and I recently attended uh, an event with a buffet. Hot. I tell her, <laughs> I'm going to get some food. He gets up, waits in line. She's chatting with some people at the table. Uh, and just as he's about to... You know, get in there first, for first scoop or whatever. Probably yeah. oversauce muscacholi or mm. Mm. potatoes. She comes sauntering over the wife and grabs a plate and just go. You know, cuts right in front of me. So the husband points to the back of the line and says, "Line starts there." <gasps> yeah, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> That's pretty brutal. Line starts there, and she looks at me and she says, "Ha, funny." And keeps coming my way. I said, no, 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 no. I'm gonna let. I'm not. I'm not gonna let you cut in front of these people. I like this. He has morals, <laughs> integrity. Am I a jerk for not letting her come into line with me? <laughs> I mean, yeah. If there's a lot of people, <laughs> if there's a lot of people behind him, um, you know, like in a wedding line or something, I, I could see being. I would be embarrassed, even if it was my significant other. I'd be like, don't, don't, you know, it's tacky. Go to the back. No, she's the a hole. Yeah, princess. That's what I think. She's hungry. Okay. Should have gotten earlier. Instead of yeah, 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 chat, chat, chatty, <laughs> chatty, chatty, chatty. You come up with me and we go in line together. Mm. Huh. What about these other people? What if it was what your... What about them? What if it was your 10-year-old? That's different. Oh, Why? is it? Why? It's a plate. They it's don't know what they're doing. You can't leave a 10-year-old at the back of a line. They might not make it out. Uh-huh. <laughs> I still say, get back there, buddy. You got to figure it out <laughs> one day. Next thing you got fingers in the mashed potatoes. You don't want a ten-year-old yeah. left to his own devices. That's they're happening dis- at a buffet, no disgusting. matter who's there. <laughs> Ten-year-olds are disgusting. You know that. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this. If it's just one person, if it's a kid, no problem. But yeah, I, I think the guy should have um, yeah, yeah, held his ground. I would have done the same thing. I think she is the a-hole in this situation, Weird. expecting just hmm. everybody to get out of her way, huh? Here I comes d- the queen. 
I think Mike had the right word, tacky. It is tacky, but acceptable. Yeah. <laughs> it's an acceptable tacky. I mean, it's less tacky if he's, you know, about three people from grabbing the plate, and she goes over, starts smoozing it in, and then decides, well, I might yeah. as well stay. I'm here already. Right. And Cutting in line really boils my blood, you know? Uh-oh. I mean, yeah, yeah. Me too. It happens a lot with kids. Me too. I see it happen, like, whenever my kids go to a party or something. Like, kids, and, and he, you know, my, my son doesn't really realize he's people are butting in front of him yet. But I want to police these children. I want to be like, hey, 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 you guys don't know lines yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, My kid was standing yeah, when you see somebody, yeah, When you see somebody cut in front of your kid, yeah. another kid. Yeah, you want to say something. Uh, this will not stand. <laughs> they are societal rules. So, yeah, my blood starts boiling, you know, when someone yeah, If we don't fr- nip this in the bud now. And the same thing happens if someone's in my line all of a, uh, in front of me, and then all of a sudden their three friends are mm. like, oh, there you are, and they, you know, awkwardly try to act Are you like, going to be the guy to go, hey, hey, hey. Am I going to say something? No. Am I really mad? Yeah. Yeah. So, so, you're, t- so you're telling me you've never gone up and been like, thanks for saving my spot. If Ever. I, I think if I if it was a conscious decision, I would think I'm not going to do that. I've, I've I would done wait. that before. I'm a, I'm a piece of garbage. You know that. <laughs> yeah. I've done that before. I did it. Oh, man. Woo. I hate it, but I do it. I did it at a funeral. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah. That's like the line of all lines. Oh, and it was at the- a well-attended wake. And there was a line. Around the corner. Mm. Let me guess. You took it upon yourself to judge that you know the family better than everybody nope. else. So I'll just go to the front of the line. You, you said had... they would they would want me up front. This was a very <laughs> well, this, and this I, I learned you were, you were probably at this at this particular wake. Um, it was a it was packed, packed, and my wife and I had come from uh, from out of town. We literally went there from the airport. I went to this wake from the airport. And this, there was a line out of the funeral home, like, up the street. Mm. And I go, oh, God. <laughs> and you just. And I just <laughs> walked right in, saw somebody I know, and just. There we go. Just. <gasps> just, just the line absorbed me. Like, I, like my wife and I absorbed into the line. Was that the plan? <laughs> that was the plan. The, the whole time? Like, uh, like as we're before as you got I got into my car from Lambert driving to the yeah, not funeral that. home. I'm saying when you saw the line, were you like, man, maybe so and so is up by the front? Did you think that through, or did you just, oh my goodness, there's Jim. So so. I'm gonna go talk to Jim. Oh, I just found oh, myself. I had every intention to cut in the line. Oh, okay. I think you well, kind of that was fine. <laughs> I had Can every I just intention. Say, like, of, you, I had was... every intention of cutting the line. Yeah. Wait, why? Why was that fine? <laughs> I don't know. I just feel it's like not it's, fine. It, it's well, not. <laughs> I don't. I think it's okay, but it's not. It's not fine. But it's not elsewhere. I think it's because at a funeral, no one's gonna just start yelling and calling you out. You know, <laughs> people are a little more sad, so you can <laughs> right. get away with more. Yeah, maybe. I know. I know. People caught me. I know. I know there were my rolls. Hey, hey, hey! Back of the line, pal. <laughs> back of the line. We're all looking think, for a though? peak. Are you like now these people hate me, or are you like whatever these people can suck it? Like what do you? Yeah, that's that was my attitude yeah. at that point. Okay, good. <laughs> We're all looking for a peak. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll be sorry. Keep that coming. <laughs> I mean, there was this was a lot at, le- at least 500, 600 people deep. Oh, man. was this I, Chuck Berry's funeral? No, That's this was this was a this was a massively attended wake. Wow. And you had no time for patience. No. I was tired. How long did you stay at the wake? Let me ask you this. So you cut line, did you stay for like an hour or did you get in and get out? Oh, no, no. You don't stay at a wake for an hour, do you? Sometimes. If you're in line, is where you're yeah, supposed and not to yeah. be. Is there snacks afterwards? No. No, no it's a wake. It's at the funeral home. You you pay your respect to the to the departed and the 
family. You know, there's the receiving line. Yeah. And then get and, the hell out of the way. And then, way. then you get there. the hell out of the way. Yeah. So can you do a trick where you bring the family coffee and stuff like that, and you're like, hey, excuse me, you know, you take it up there, and you're like, hot coffee. You say it real quick, you just drop it off, and then you yeah. leave, and that way you can skip the line. You dress, you dress, like, idea. dress like a DoorDash delivery driver. Like actually, yeah. dress like a coffin repairman. <laughs> that, and just has yeah, to do a quick coffin repairman. That is, quick job. That is brilliant, man. So I'll have a DoorDash uniform in the car. Well, yes. I didn't say that. I'm just saying, like, the, the, you got some sort of delivery. For, you know, a, a yeah. sympathy card. Flower from, from guy. S- You're the flower yeah. delivery yeah, guy. Scott's Fooling, it's me, King Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Here to pay my respects. Just carry the just flowers up peek. to the front, and as you set them down. Now, if I was in line and I saw me cutting, I'd be furious. I would probably still be talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, she's the a-hole for trying to cut. Yeah. All right, I Go agree. to the back of the line. Go to the back of the line. At Disneyland, we had a, we had one of those fast passes, and it wasn't like a it wasn't like the proper fast pass. We had a guy who works at Disneyland did who that was too. taking us, and I felt guilty because uh, you see all these faces going, mm-hmm. "You jerks!" I, I, I went hate with you. a with a dear dear friend to Disneyland, and he uh, yeah he got the whole thing. The fast pass, the whole fast like a, pass. A grand, was, and somebody's walking you he around. He was a, he was a member of that Club Thirty Three. Oh, no. like, this was a whole, this was underground a whole, tunnels. This was a whole thing. There was a line that was maybe two and a half hours long for Space Mountain. Oh, and yeah. And he had the access where they walk you up the exit line. That's incredible. And put you right in front. And oh, wow. you just know that you are being murdered mm-hmm. by everyone's yep. eyes. And I'm like, we got done. I go, let's go again. Suckers, what? you should pay for that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. I like that. Suck it, line. <laughs> <laughs> 33 Club, baby! Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a wild, that thir- Club 33. Yeah, I've heard that. Did you actually go in it? Yeah. Dang. So is there sacrifices, stuff like that going that's on? That's the wild yeah. parties yeah. where they keep uh, mm. Walt Disney's head. Yeah. Uh-huh. Spooky. <laughs> on some ice. Yeah, you got to know where it is. Yeah. yeah. Like, it looks like a phone booth or something, right? It's no, per- it's in, like, the New Orleans, like, town, and you got to look for, like, a number. Yeah, it's pretty easy because the address there I'm, is like 33. I'm thinking the number is 33. <laughs> yes. Oh, how'd, you get, how'd you know? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm connected. That's all. And then yeah, you that, get in there, it's like a disco, coked out yeah, Mickey yeah. Mouse and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> going crazy. What's the password? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Goofy said with, with brass knuckles. And yeah. <laughs> better say it quick. I'm getting Gosh, back to the party. I've been up all night. <laughs> Yeah, that that's like forty grand. Oh my wow. goodness, a year? L- no, look up Club Thirty Three. Club. 33. There's a line. There's a like there's a line to be a member of this thing, and I I want to say it's like a hundred grand to join, and then there's the maintenance, the maintenance fees or whatever a year. Yeah, like you, 30, 40 grand. If you look on Groupon, I think it's only eighty grand. I don't believe they're doing <laughs> Groupon. Wow, this is something I would never be a part of, by the way. I would never spend that much money for this. For a kids no. park, yeah, it's so for interesting. A kids park, those those exclusive um, clubs. My, my 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 buddy's in one that is like a club where you have access to a certain restaurant and certain hotels in in like a couple major cities. And I've gone and experienced it, and I'm like, wow, it's, it's a it's a restaurant with other people that have paid a crazy amount of money. Yeah, yeah. So they can, but it's dine the in here? it's the say that you go there, and yeah. if you're trying to make a business deal, you're like. Let's go here, and everyone knows you're legit. There was a lot of folks there. Oh, no, totally. And the, and the the food was mediocre. And yeah. the whole thing is, you, you say you want. I'm telling you guys right. right now, I want. Yeah, I'm glad you didn't pay for it, though. No. I'm glad that you were the guest of somebody who yeah, that's did. That's a pretty exclusive club. Yeah. Club 33 mm-hmm. comprises a number of private dining clubs located within the various Disney parks. First opening in 1967. Uh-huh. 
Uh, it was modeled after numerous executive VIP lounges created by Pavilion sponsors uh, at the New York World's Fair. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, the only one at the time was at Disneyland. Now there are uh, it, there's one at Tokyo Disneyland, Shanghai. Yeah, Disneyland. so I think every every park has one of these. So they have lounges and access to these particular restaurants. Yeah, yeah, we went to the restaurant. So you went to the one. The entrance of the club was formerly located next to Blue Bayou Restaurant. Yes, at 33 Royal Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the New Orleans area of Disneyland. And you're looking for an ornate address plate with a number 33 engraved yeah. on it. This big golden. Um, yeah, you wouldn't. Here. You wouldn't know. And what do you do when you get there? You just knock three times? Uh, no, it's okay. You get, like, buzzed. Oh. Membership in the club has been exclusive since the very beginning. In fact, in 2007, the wait list became so long that the club officially closed the wait list for five years. Yeah. That's uh, That same year, the reported cost the reported cost of membership is a $50,000 initiation okay, fee. Okay, 50 grand. Wow. And then 15000 annually for individuals and much more for corporations. Yeah. All it's I'm like a day's pass. Eyes yeah. wide shut, just the movie. That's just happening down in Club 33 with the masks and Tom Cruise. <laughs> and the orgies. Wow. Yeah. Is there maybe I saw a cheaper, no orgies. Is there maybe a cheaper Six Flags version you can get into? <laughs> yeah, yeah. 10 grand that. a year? That, so that was as of 2010. They're saying that as of last year... They uh, think that the initiation fee is now closer to seventy thousand dollars, and the annual is twenty grand, uh, according to current members. But there's no like reports or receipts. I guess. Yeah, very exclusive. Can you write that off? Yeah, I want to know. Well, yeah, What's you can advantage? if it, if you have a, if you're a corporation and you're taking business lunches there. Um, okay, so as opposed to waitlist protocols in the past, now membership invitations are currently heavily influenced by referrals mm. from current members. So you got to mm. be invited, basically. Mm. Yeah, this person who had the membership was invited by Mickey Mouse. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mickey Mouse himself. <laughs> <laughs> Many. All right. Now speaking of money, let's let's we played this game yesterday with Mike, and we're going to play with you today. Learn, and Mike's involved as well. I'm going to give you scenario. I'm going to give you scenario, and you tell me how much it would cost for you to do this particular scenario. Okay. I'm gonna. I'm gonna guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Moon and Scott guess. Okay. For for both Mike and Learn. Okay. And I want you to be honest. Yeah. Always. I thought about this a lot last night after after the show. Yeah. You, you price yourself very high for a couple things. <laughs> yeah. You, you guys could you could have talked me down a little bit, but then again, I'm thinking <laughs> they were just offering to pay, so why would I say any less than I know they might pay? Yeah. I'm not gonna lowball myself to right. give my mom a massage or whatever you were talking about. No, but do remember, if real money is on the uh, is on the table, you really are like. You need to give us a minimum here. Okay. We got to imagine that real money is on the table. All right. Yeah, it's on the table. Because we're going to lowball you, too. All right. So how much would it be for you to lay in a coffin for one day? Just that's all you got to do is be in a coffin. Lay in a closed coffin. Oh, you can't get out. Can't get out. Closed. So the coffin is closed and you're in all day. Are they being it would fed? Take, it would take how? No, one day. The closed coffin. You're oh. not opening it for one day. Oh, no water, That'd no food. Painful. No bathroom. No water, no your, food, no bathroom. Well, you got you a bathroom. Phone? It's just right there. You have your phone to, to scroll around? I guess as long as the battery would last. And you have that little string with a bell on it to bring everybody <laughs> Closed in. coffin for one day. How and much? it's above ground. Yeah, yeah. And okay. a funeral home. Okay. You want me to say my answer? Uh, I got it. I got guesses. You can write it, can write it down. Yeah. Write it down. Uh, how much? $24,000. Jesus. Oh, wow. Whoa. So $1,000 an hour? Yep. 
Hey, I like I'd do it for like 500 <laughs> Oh, my gosh. That sounds like a David Blaine stunt. It sounds kind of cool. How much did you say? I had 10 k for Learn and 5 k for Mike. That's hilarious. I had That's 5 k for Learn and 10 k for Mike. You wouldn't do it for $1,000? <laughs> I want $1,000 an hour. You wouldn't do just $1,000. Just here you go. Nope. I want it. Tax free. I don't like the not having a bathroom experience. I, I got to have a bathroom. Yeah. You go before. You go before. Yeah, but then you got to go again and you can't get out. You can wear a diaper. I would wear a diaper, <laughs> but I want 24K. All right, how much for you to ride in the back of a truck that's jam packed with sheep for one day? <gasps> Sounds awesome. Yeah. And first of all, jam packed You're surrounded by airbags. Yeah, tons of clothes. <laughs> jam packed with sheep for one day. All right. Ride in the back of a truck. 24 hours. And the truck's moving? Truck's moving. The sheep are pooping. Yep. The sheep are sheep. Sheep do what sheep do. Uh huh. Sheep are sheep. I'll tell you that. You got your answer written down? I do. Uh, learn how much? I'm doing it for free. For what? free? Yeah. Whoa. I would love to be with you. What animals. an idiot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I had 10K for you. <laughs> yeah, since she's doing it for free, I'll just double my answer. I was going to do it for five, but now I'll do it for 10 grand. 10 grand. Yeah. And I had five All right. him. Well, I was off. What'd you say? I said uh, a grand for you and uh, 800 bucks for me. <laughs> I'd do it. You know what? If you had 800 on the table, right, about, give me a shoot. How much to be slightly grazed in the shoulder by a bullet? Oh, <laughs> man. Oh, my God. Oh, man. You know, sadly, like, you think about that, right? You're like, what does that feel like? So Just great. I mean, Just grazed. grazed. Yeah, grazed. I don't want to be shot. shot. Yeah. So the, heal up quick. You get that street cred. You could put together a rap song about it. Oh, you gotta, yeah. th- you gotta think of what your deductible may be at the hospital though, because well, you're probably you, it, going. It does count as being shot, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. I got a good answer, I think, for for these guys. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. How much? I'll go 10k with that one. 10k. Oh. I don't oops. know you. Yeah, I was. Uh, oh. I don't grazed. Know. I would take a graze for a lot cheaper. I mean, <laughs> for two grand. I mean, I wouldn't think twice at two grand. Two grand. If I knew the marksman wasn't going to hit yeah, me, yeah, we got some grazed. you know peroxide nearby. So, you yeah, know, it's going to be okay. Yeah, little. It's, it's like a jackass li- stunt. Little yeah. bacteria and a bandaid, and yeah, you'll you're be fine. fine. I thought Learn was going to say a thousand because I thought you know there's some cash left over after the hospital visit. Uh, and I thought uh, Mikey was going to say 100 bucks <laughs> because, because there's a lot of cred. Grazed. I, mean, there's I don't a even, lot of cred, I don't even yeah. think that is a hospital visit. I just want enough to produce my rap track as well. Uh-huh. You know, so yeah. Sing about uh-huh. it. Yeah, I went because yesterday, you know, we had the arrow, but granted, it wasn't a professional. And, oh, uh, to shoot, shoot a, an arrow yeah. in my so brain. So he went really high. Yeah, it yeah. was to shoot a an apple off the top top oh, of his head yeah. by, an an so I, by a novice archer. archer. <laughs> I went by his numbers yesterday, so I thought, oh, this is a dangerous bullet. Still. You know, they're going to try to graze you, but it couldn't be a mistake. I went 300 grand for you and 450 grand Throw. for you. Oh, oh, well, you, you 450 you, grand? Well, yeah. he had, like, you know, chances of you actually getting shot, shot, shot. Mm. Yeah, I mean, of course there is. There's this a bullet is flying grazed. This okay. is grazed. Guaranteed grazed. How much uh, to have you step on a rusty nail that penetrates the arch of your foot? Oh, oh boy. Oh, boy. That, that happened ha- to Jeff. Oh, that happened to one of my buddies in, in uh, when, like, elementary school. Yeah. I yeah. Got I got Bad a good news. size one as a kid. Step as well. on a rusty nail, like right now. There, there's the board. Mm. There's the nail. It's rusty. How much for you to step on it right now? Home Alone it style. Will, it yeah. will penetrate. Gotta, wet band. Penetrate the arch of your foot. My buddies look like this. Oh, God. straight through. He went all the way down. Oh my God. Right that ruins your shoe too. You get the arch is the middle, right? Oh, I got to put. That he was wearing flip flops. Yeah, the arch is the, the arch is the middle of your foot. Oh, he's boy. wearing flip flops. Which again, why? Don't wear flip flops. Don't wear flip flops. Ever. Ever. Oh, I do. I don't even like thinking about this. I have a number. <laughs> <laughs> Learn how much. Uh, 
I guess I'll go twenty-four thousand for that too. Oh my God! Twenty-four thousand. I don't know you <laughs> at all. I don't you're know. Gonna be, you're gonna be wounded for a year. I'm getting my finances in order. Tetanus. I'm. You I got, got my tetanus shot. I'm saying I need um, at, at least enough for a modest house. Like. A, <laughs> oh wow! Okay. Yeah. Dang. I said a million. Three. Yeah. Thirty. Um. Uh, a 350000 I thought I they were going to say a million, wow. each of them. A million is really what it should be for stepping That's on. That's a lot. Okay, okay, so you can get shot by a bullet. Through the raised. whole foot. I don't want any. My feet a are. A million. My feet, my mobility is priceless. I know. I mean, I've stepped, and this happened to me. went through the shoe, into the foot, and it hurts, but you know, you don't think about it a couple days later. It's no what? big deal. You had to go all the way through? Yeah. Oh yeah, all the way through your foot. It came out the top of your foot. How no, much no, would no. you? How much would you do it for? Into the foot. Since you're so uh, such a pro at it, how much would you? How much <laughs> I, would, would, you I, do I would have. For? I think I'd go five grand. Oh, uh, I'm not it's, doing this. It hurts, but it's like you know what? That's a quick five grand, and I'll be healed up in a couple of days. I don't know. You guys made me feel bad about the coffin twenty four thousand, so I just decided to put I, that in place. I thought okay. that was reasonable. I thought that yeah. was good. Uh, don't let them change your answers. Answer no, from the no, heart. No, yes. <laughs> how much right, to uh, congratulate a woman who isn't actually pregnant? Like just walk up. <laughs> That's like a dare. Yeah. Uh, I wonder. I wouldn't want to do it, but if... Um, yeah, That's very... It's mean. If it came down to... You're getting punched in the face. Money, yeah, I'd do it for probably 500 bucks. I mean, yeah, yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> I was going to say 250 I had 500 for both uh, of you. Right. 250 is reasonable. I think that's your first reasonable answer. Thank you. And then can I say afterwards, hey, I got 500 bucks for this. I don't no. know. That. Yeah. No. Here's a, here's a tip. You can't. How about just stealing a bike, like stealing a kid's bike off the street? Oh, oh my God. Does the kid watch? He watches you steal his no, bike. No, you watch him like at the mall. You, you watch him put his bike in the bike rack. He goes in the mall. You just take the bike. Wait, wait. Which mall? You got to specify. That South County Mall. Okay. Current day. I wouldn't feel quite as bad stealing a South County kid's bike. <laughs> so I, <feel> too. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Yeah, what does that mean? Uh, Actually, no, I would feel bad. If it was like that's, Plaza Frontenac bike kid, I would feel yeah. I wouldn't feel bad. I just mean Oh, uh, why? Because yeah. you just get another bike? Yeah. <laughs> that's why I get asked. A new bike. So you could just break into somebody's house because they have money. They'll get it. They'll get. Oh, they'll get one. Robin Hood yeah. over here. Uh, <laughs> she didn't give it away though. Man, how um, much is just steal a kid's bike? Oh. Like t- you, you and Tim go to the go to the park. Don't bring lot. him into this. You and your husband. <laughs> you see the kid put the bike in the bike rack. Yeah. He goes inside. I feel like I've done this before. Actually, oh, yeah, have. possibly. Bonnie and Clyde. Um, <laughs> I'm going two fifty. Whatever. Oh, two hundred fifty dollars. Yeah. You I do that for two hundred fifty dollars. I wouldn't put I that would... out there. Somebody's gonna offer this. <laughs> it's on camera too. Two hundred and fifty dollars no, to break the law and break a heart. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's a... we're back to surprising answers again. Oh. Yeah, I'm gonna need to, I'm gonna need ten ten grand. Ten I had ten grand. What? I had ten grand. Yeah, that's All just right. to make me. I mean, I don't want to steal from a kid. Come on. Oh come on. We don't. They'll forget about it. In like think a year. about that kid coming out and where'd my bike go? My daughters had <laughs> their bikes. Those point, adults kid. steal my bike. My my daughters had their bike stolen, and I'm still bitter about it. Mm. I mean, it's a big deal. Yeah. That's your ride. That, well, that is your ride. That girl got two fifty for that bike. <laughs> All right. How uh, how much would it would it cost for you to just go to the toilet right now? Just drop your phone to the toilet. Oh, I just got my phone. So I, I just put it right in the toilet. Just uh, walk like right now to the bathroom and just put your phone on the toilet. I do. Well, okay, right your answer. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of those ones I'm going to see if maybe they can drum up the money for it. And yeah, do it. Five hundred. Oh yes, oh. nailed it. 
I'm going to say like the amount of the phone, like what, a thousand bucks? Yeah. Oh, Get a so new yeah. phone? Get a new phone. I had 2K for, for Leonard. Yeah, I had two. It's not two a guarantee G's. that it's going to break. iPhones are pretty toilet pretty proof. Durable. That's true. The bacteria level is going to be disgusting. Yeah, you just mm-hmm. uh, rice bag it, though. Everything's fine. How much to right now pierce your tongue? I have a weird tongue, so I now I have, <laughs> have to show you. have a weird tongue. <laughs> Let okay. me see your tongue. Well, I, I don't know what the um, name of the thing is that oh, the connects connector? your bottom of your mouth to your tongue, but I had to get that snipped because- Did for, that hurt? No, they just numbed it, and I got this done when I was like 18, and so my tongue's really short because I don't know why. I just have a weird tongue. So you're tongue. like tongue-tied. I have like a killer whale tongue, all right? Like free willy, imagine that. <laughs> And my son's got the same thing. What? And he's he. They said hey, it, it's easy. Just yeah, they yeah they just numb it. Can you dentist. write a note to my son saying it's easy? It is, yes. Because you don't want to go. What do you Does mean? Does he have a lisp? Yeah. They can't. You no. can't like stick it out. That's what you mean. Yeah, like here, stick your tongue out. Yeah, your tongue's like all like. Mine's. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can't like lift it up. Uh-uh. No, that's normal. What's what do you mean? Wait, what? Yeah. She can't. It's connected. Oh, you're saying you're not doing that on purpose. You got a little V tone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. oh, look at that. Don't judge me. But you, right. had, but, but you had it cut, or you have to have? It? No, I did have it cut, but the, it's a muscle, right? So like, it's just like that. It, it will never. Be... You gotta stop working out your tongue. I know. Mm-hmm. Can I do it? Does it go up? Yeah, yeah you're fine. Yeah, yeah. You you guys look like Scooby Doo over there right now. <laughs> I mean, I just don't think it would do. I would be a mess. So I like, I don't know. Twenty four thousand dollars. That's right. Dang. Um. Oh God, I, I I don't I really don't want to do it, but it is something that I could take out. So I fifteen hundred. Fifteen hundred. Wow, man, isn't it dangerous too? Well, in case some things go wrong. I mean, uh, no, you you can get it. I mean, just what? How long do I got to keep it in? A uh, year. Yeah. Till it heals. Oh. Oh. Yeah, I'll do it for fifteen hundred bucks. All right, final one. <laughs> final one. That's one that I'm willing. How to... much money to be a foot shorter? Oh <laughs> boy, a fo- a foot shorter. We're, we're talking to. You, these aren't basketball players over here. So you'd be. I'd be tall? four foot three, if wow. I were a foot shorter. It's about Moon's height. Uh huh. <laughs> hey, I'm tall these days. Tell you what. To just chop twelve inches off your body. I'd still be cute. I do it for fifteen hundred. Fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah. What? Fifteen hundred dollars. You got to set yourself up. No. You're gonna. Uh. Get, it's gonna cost you more in wardrobe. But also, no, it's not. You've eliminated you some rides everything. over at Six Flags. <laughs> I'm riding no rides. I'm getting the kids' even. clothes discount. Fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah. My mind is blown. Huh. I. Uh, I think at that I'm point you got to be put in a car seat, right? Oh. Heck yeah. I'm gonna Booster need. A, I'm gonna need a whole. Uh, like a tax bracket status lift if I'm yeah. going to be that short. I'm going to need to be like the rich little guy. How tall mm-hmm. would you be if you were a foot shorter? I think I'm like 5'9 or 5'10, I think. So. That'd be 4'8. Yeah. Aww. Maybe. 5'9, 5'10. So we were the same height. How tall are you? People ask Not me that enough. all the time. I've never measured myself. I, I'd say uh, on a good day, I'm about 5'8. I bet my license is like three inches off. I don't even know. They, I remember they asked me, and I'm like, I don't know. Can we just review learn versus learn here? She's, for 24 hours, she'll sit in a, co- a, a coffin for $24,000. Yeah, this is a 24-hour thing. $1,000 an hour. 24 hours. But for the rest of her life, she'll go to four, three for $1,500. $1,500. I, like, I just can't. Uh, I'm not good at finances, man. I don't I know. Was, <laughs> I had 15 million for you guys. Like, <laughs> I was like, I went huge. This is a big this deal. Such a gap. Wow. Yeah. This game is never going to be more fun than it is with Learn. Holy cow. Ooh.
Well, Thank the, whole, you. the whole stepping on a rusty nail thing, I opened up a can of worms here about. <laughs> how, how many people just emailed in saying, they stepped on a rusty nail, it's not big, that big of a deal. <laughs> See? But See? If, you ha- if you're doing it intentionally and you got to psych yourself <laughs> yeah, up to be like, brutal. okay, here, here we go. Oh. oh, my God. Yeah, it's the Home Alone moment. <laughs> gives yeah. me shivers. Yeah. Right. Yeah, well, no thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> the Rizzuto Show Podcast, powered by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. Your best choice for quality tires and expert auto service. Dobbs.